Hey, we're back. Uh, this time we have uh, Thomas in the podcast studio with us uh, because he's so uh, – normally he's behind the uh, scenes pushing all the buttons and making us look and sound way better than uh, – well, at least better than I actually do. So I appreciate that. And uh, But I'm always excited to get him uh, in the room talking just because – just cool insights. Uh, young man, married how long? Um, about to be a year, like 11 months, 10 months, something like that. Yeah, so we were really excited. Uh, we met you probably two or three months ago in the program and yep. uh, started to really float this concept of uh, of a bubble, which is to say that uh, if you are getting all of your identity as a man from Christ, uh, from your relationship with God, which we call the kingship model, so uh, where does your provision come from? It comes from God. Uh, where does your guarantee for love come from? It comes from God. And and we talked a, we've talked a little bit about the idea that anything that you believe is your provision, or rather that you think your provi- that provides your provision, will actually become uh, sit on the throne of your heart. It'll take place of God right. over time, right? And whether that's your wife or whatever, uh, or your kids or your job. And uh, so, but with that, once you sort of get all your provision from God, because He's ultimately, I mean, whether you have a job and you say, well, that's where my paycheck comes from, yeah, but God sort of provide you with the job in the first place. And so if you sort of take that step back, you get to worry about a lot less because now you have this provision, you have a guarantee, right? God's going to take care of of you um, long-term, right? He's always going to give you what's best for you. Okay, so so in that idea then, now that you sort of have the stress relieved, (laughs) if you will, what are you to do? And and we talk about building your kingdom, the triple aim, and all that kind of other fun stuff. But in particular, we talk about this idea of creating a bubble for your wife, which is just, uh, if, you, if you think about it, it's just a, a space for her to be successful and to be whatever it is that she wants to be. And for you to not have uh, a lot of opinions about that uh, and just allow her to grow. Um, and I, I think in in a biblical framework for marriage, that's really a unique concept, at least in, from from the world's perspective. So from the world's perspective, you know, um, you know, if she's not making you happy for a long period of time, all your buddies will tell you that's grounds for a divorce. Right. Right. But yeah. in 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 the kingship model, the idea is, well, your happiness comes from your relationship with God in the first place. So if you're really looking for your wife to fulfill something in you, then you're already screwing up because that will become, over time, sit on the throne of your heart and replace God, and that's all kinds of problems, right? So this idea of creating a bubble uh, so that your wife can uh, can express herself and grow and be just the amazing woman that God created her to be in a, in a really safe place. And, um, and it and I think that was sort of revolutionary for people, and yeah. uh, and we, and it's really cool, right? It's um, I think it's the number one reason, frankly, that women are probably the largest encouragers of men attending our small groups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think the men get a lot out of it; they certainly enjoy it. But we don't have a problem after they've attended two or three weeks and they start to get this concept. We don't have a problem with wives wanting to keep their husbands home. For sure. Right. We actually have generally wives kicking them out the door and say, no, you, you really need to go oh, to yeah. men's group, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. Sure. So maybe tell me a little bit about your experience with that. And, and uh, then I'm going to talk, we're going to talk about an, an, another way to frame this that sort of, I, I think, blew people's minds again, which we were a little surprised about. Yeah. I, I know when I first um, was told about the, the concept of uh, creating a bubble for your wife, I, it, it just, it came after we'd been married for five or six months and 
I was, I felt like we were, we would always butt heads about things that didn't matter. And I was always approaching it from the side of, well, like why, like why can't she just do what I want to do? And I, I remember one of the things that, that you say a lot too, is if it's a, a, if it's a matter of preference, then it doesn't matter. And that was huge for me too, that, um, realizing that, that in the span of forever, the amount of time you're going to be married, that there's, there's some things that it doesn't actually, it's not that big of a deal. Um, and then the other aspect of, of creating a bubble is trying to do everything you can to, to make, um, make this bubble for your wife so she can, she can thrive, do what she wants to inside of, inside of this space and not have to be worried about anything, especially intrusions. And I think that was a huge thing for me because I, I put it in place it for myself twofold. The first time was just kind of making sure there was a bubble around the, the spaces that were causing conflict. And yeah, let's, yeah, let's take that for a moment. Right. So, so your first implementation of this, if you will, uh, was to say, well, okay, let me give, let me create a space. Let me create some room around the issues in our home that are causing friction for me. Right. So, so that, that's sort of, let's call that a level one implementation because really what you're doing is you're not creating a safe space for your wife. What you're doing is you're creating a space that creates a space for you. Yes. Right. So if you fail in that, Right. So, for example, uh, your wife may uh, not yours in particular, but uh, but let's say someone has a wife who maybe have had a very difficult background. Right. And you create this space and it's not working. I'm not getting what I want out of this. Right. And so you yeah, give yeah. up. But but the funny part about it is the fact that you want anything out of it in the first place shows yeah. that you don't get the kingship model in the first place. Right? right. It shows that you don't understand that your identity, your happiness, your provision, your love is going to come between your new relationship with Christ. And that is where it's going to actually come from. Now, you may be blessed with a wife who loves you deeply. That's awesome. Bonus. But at the end of the day, you're going to get with your provision from Christ. Okay. So so you you did this first bubble set of bubbles, and they were, let's call them small bubbles, yeah, right, sure. around little things well, in and, your life. And they were all things that basically it was a, a preference thing. It was a, a short-term thing where no matter which way the decision went, if we went with my way or or her way, it wasn't really going to matter tomorrow kind of thing. So mm-hmm. so that was the um that was my first my first small bubbles was just being being okay with like this is the decision we're going to make with this. Okay, cool. That's fine. Like like let's go with that. So for me what I got out of that was like a peace of mind kind of thing. Less con- no conflict, less right. conflict. So that right. was what my what almost all of those small bubbles like you said were about. I, I tell you what's funny to me is uh, a lot of men um and they don't, they do it comes from a good place. Uh, but a lot of men will will hear like their wife will express a plan or something, and they'll say, "Oh, that's just not going to work out, right?" They're projecting way on the future. They've already decided that whatever it is, however she's going to yeah, do it, is not yeah, going to work, right? Yeah. Or like, have you? Well, have you thought about this thing? Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. And what's so what's a, what's a real sad thing about that is because um, part of creating a bubble for anyone, your child or or your wife or anyone that you care about, um, and it is is you want to create a space for them to learn. Right. Right. And and there are a ton of things, I promise you, that your wife knows well that you still don't want know, right? That you're still learning. Yeah. Likewise, uh, yeah. your wife probably, there's some things that you know that she's still learning. And, and it doesn't really do much good for you to hop right in there and give the answer. And, and quite frankly, and here's here's the best part about it, you may be wrong, right? Yeah. And, and now, you've, yeah, yeah. now you've caused a lot of friction in your life. 
and you're wrong. There, there's a saying uh, that I used to tell my team uh, uh, in, in, in the corporate world is I said, uh, I said, look, guys, uh, I want to be right all the time. So if I'm wrong, tell me as Tell me so I can be right again yes. as quickly as possible. I love that. Right? Yep. Yep. right? And so, so I, I do want to be right all the time, but I'm okay with being wrong so I can be right again. And, and part of that whole bubble process is creating a space for your wife to learn things and, quite frankly, maybe even teach you some things in the process. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I think as men, sort of, we try to get in the middle of that too much. And we, it, but that's the, bubble process, that's the bubble concept is to create a space for your wife to sort of bump around in that. Yeah, and I think one of the hardest things for me as I've been go- transitioning from from making these small bubbles to trying to do a, a larger bubbles, I guess would be the the other term, um, is is I love experiments and processes. So mm-hmm. f- it was also for me like, well, let's let's make this like experiment happen inside of a vacuum, and and then I was fighting like, well, if something didn't work out, it was a almost an I told you so type moment. Mm-hmm. And that's been, I think that was my, has been my realization trying to create this actual larger bubble is that, yes, I am, I, I'm doing everything I can to set her up to succeed. But if something goes wrong, if something falls apart, then I'm right there as a, as a teammate saying, it's still not just you. It's both of us going through this together and I'm here doing everything I can to, to be here for you. And not from a standpoint that she needs me, but that I want to be. No, you're helping. I want to be involved in what you're doing. Yeah, and a part of the process where I used to just kind of view it from a distance. I would chime in when either I had an idea or I thought something needed to go a certain way, or I wanted to try to stop something. It's also really great when you could say, "I told you so," right? Yeah, it's. Oh, <laughs> I told you that wasn't going to work. Yeah, there, there's no. What a hor- <laughs> Like that's like it's like uh, having your your favorite hometown football team, and you're happy whenever that play that you wouldn't have called doesn't work right. out. Like right? yeah. now yeah. they're losing. Yeah, well, right, you're well, losing. Like you said, everybody wants to be right, but yeah. then but then we're both just we're lost because. Right there's either some kind of fight or there's there's a conflict or, or no talking for a, like just silence. Yes. Yeah, like, and, and that's the worst. You know, I, in negotiations, we tell people before you go into negotiation, you should know what it is you're negotiating for. Yeah. Right. Uh, and you should also have what's called your BATMA, which is your best alternative mutual agreement. But basically that you're, you're supposed to sort of know these two things going in. And I think what's really interesting is when men argue with their wives, I don't think they know why. Other than to be right, which is not well, and, actually yeah. – that, that is a horrible outcome. That's yeah. a horrible outcome. Yeah. And, and that's what I mentioned before we started. The, um, I had, we had a – my wife and I had, a, a, I guess, an argument today that was um, – it was something like that. I, in the middle of it, I was kind of like, well, I don't know why I'm still – like, why are we arguing about this? Right. I, I kind of had a good point, but then at the same time, like – her point's pretty dang good too, but right. I'm I'm not gonna lose. Right. <laughs> so so but, I, but you do lose. I, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Totally. We, yeah. Yeah, we we didn't when it was over, we didn't talk, but it was and it was crazy. It was the complete opposite of of making a bubble. She was she was working, she was busy, and she had told me she was busy, but I have there's we got a project going on that I'm really excited about, and she's excited about it too. Sure. But she had she had work that she needed to get done. And it was a deadline type thing, and I I didn't have a deadline type thing today, so I was like, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to figure this out. And I was like, hey, I want to show this to you, I'm whatever. And she's like, I'm busy, I'm busy. And I was like, okay, well, this will just take a second. And and she, she then she made a comment to me, and I was like, well, every time you ask to look at <laughs> like ask me to do something when I'm working, <laughs> I drop everything. Yeah, and yeah. It was one of those things where, uh, like that, the comment I said was was 
was not good, but it was <laughs> the the ironic part of it is is that is what I'm trying to do, right? Yeah, right. If anytime she she wants to talk about something, I do try to drop everything, but it's not from a standpoint of well, I'm doing this because I want you to do it too. It's because well, you you want to talk right now, you have something going on, and I want to be there for you. And I was right. the complete opposite. Like I literally popped the bubble today. Yeah, and and then actually took a big withdrawal from the bank account because yep. all of that time that you'd spent. Spent and, and I think there was a, there's a book not too long ago talked about emotional bank account and making deposits and withdrawals. Mm, yeah. And and here's what I would say: Don't ever make withdrawals. Never. If you can possibly avoid it, don't. Yeah. I mean, the 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 trick to the bubble concept is you've got to break the law of reciprocity, right? Mm-hmm. You've got to not want reciprocity in right. your actions because yep. if you do, even if it's a well, it's not. I'm not going to ask for a reciprocity for a year. Well, good for you. It's still the same thing. You just yeah. postponed it. Well, and you have motives the whole time that are still leading that, you up to your year. That's exactly right. And yeah. so whenever you hear Jesus say, how many times must I forgive my brother? Seven times 70, right? Every day. Right. And, and, and the trick about that is, is, is you can only do that if you don't expect anything in return. Right. Because if you expect something in return, you're going to quit at some point. Yep. You may be the best man in the world and really be able to hang on, hang on to it for a long time, but at some point you're gonna you're gonna finally say, "This I'm too much. I'm tired." Yep. And you hear this all the time in marriage counseling. It's a, uh, I I just don't know if I can do this anymore. Yep. And the moment I hear that, I know that that one partner is trying to get their energy from their other partner, yep. as opposed to getting their energy from God. And that's the ultimate version of the bubble is. Can you create this bubble and never need that? Right, right. Because because most of the time, you know, if you if if you're doing these things, uh, people acknowledge when when you're doing good. Most of the time, but you have to be okay making this bubble for your wife because you've promised to be this person. Like we say these things when we get married, and and a lot of them seem like way too far out of reach. But we kind of outline a bubble when we get married, and then we don't do it. Mm, but so true. I think. You have to you have to know that that even if you never get a thank you or anything like that, that's not the point. You promise to love this person and to do anything for this person. Yeah, I'm going to take you back to something you said earlier, which is really important, and that is once you decide, and and, and a lot of people say that they've decided. Yeah, I'm never going to get a divorce. Yeah, but they haven't really decided. Yep. Right. At, when they're in the heat of that argument. Because if they had really decided they were never going to get a divorce, ever, mm-hmm. then that argument is detrimental to their stated long-term goal. Yeah, you have to know if you're in or out before you even get started. That's exactly right. And I, I think so many people will say, well, I'm in unless. Yep. Right? I'm in unless. If yep. she's, if she, you know, two years, she doesn't make me happy, I'm out. Yep. And, and the world will look back at you and say, you're absolutely right. You deserve to have a good life. Yep. Yeah. What I'm trying to tell you is, and, and this uh, we, we mentioned this in a previous podcast, but that idea of Jesus sleeping in the hold of the ship during this massive storm, yep. whether your relationship with your spouse is a good one or not, let's call that the storm, you can still have peace through your relationship in Christ. You're not going to have peace if you're standing out on the bow of the ship, looking at the storm, anticipating the next wave, trying to stop it, trying to batten down the hatches, to tie ropes around the hull of the ship so that it wouldn't break apart, constantly frantically working hard to make it work or to get what you need, which is safely across the, the river. Right. But Jesus says, you know, he's, he's sleeping. Right. He's not suffering in a, in a difficult marriage. He is peace 
in a difficult storm. And I just if the moment we hear that, we know that people aren't really they're not really looking towards Jesus for their energy. They're looking towards their spouse or their house or their cars or their jobs. And wherever that is, wherever we see this sort of I don't know if I can do it anymore statements, we know that that's the problem. It's where they're looking for their energy. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just I, I really thought that was really important because once you create, and we, we talk about this in another podcast, but this idea of the necessity effect. But once you create it and you say, this is my necessity, there is no way I'm going to get a divorce ever, 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 ever. That changes everything. It does, yeah. One of the things, uh, we, I was talking to Peyton uh, one, one afternoon, and uh, one of the things that we we sort of zeroed in on is I had, uh, I had a teacher who told me that creativity requires constraint, right? Like uh, it's not – there's no creativity in a blank page. But if you were to put, let's say, a line through the blank, blank page, for you to make something out of that, you've got to be so much more creative. And whenever you're in a world where you could be married or be divorced, whenever that's two options that are possibilities for you, there's no constraint. But the moment you say, I'm going to be married for the rest of my life – then your creative energy, your creative mind starts to kick in and try to solve problems in ways that it would not if the whole page was blank, right? Yeah. And that's, just a, that's a powerful concept. So, so let, me, let me give you one other sort of scenario. We were recently having this uh, same conversation, a bubble conversation in our men's group. And, uh, and I think most people got the idea of taking their wife – and saying, okay, she's my – who I'm going to create a bubble around. She's my number two, right? It's, it's God. It's me. It's my wife in the sense that I'm a conduit from God to my wife, right? And in that sense, it's, it's in this order. Okay. But what people – they would have comments that would come back around. And while they believed the person, their wife, belonged in that spot, they would believe – let's say uh, – her pottery class didn't. Her pottery class didn't belong in the number two spot. Right. That's stupid. We've got stuff to do. Yeah. Well, it was almost like the. Uh, I I understand that it's that I get my provision from God. I, I flow into my wife, but it was, it was almost like uh, a lot of us believe that it was to flow into my wife to create the wife that I wanted right. or the things that I wanted. Right. Right. Which I and I think that was um, just briefly before you explain the whole thing is what was happening to me with those small bubbles is conceptually there's some things in there that are accurate but it was still from a a me standpoint Mm -hmm. it was from well this is how this goes and now i'm directing this bubble instead of creating a A space space, right a space that's exactly right for my wife to be inside of and whatever what it's almost like you create the bubble from the outside and whatever she wants to put on the inside of it though she puts it on the inside of it, and you still do what you do. It deserves to that same it. level. That, that's yep. exactly right. Deserves that same level of protection, that yep. same level of energy, that same level of love. In other words, her pottery class. If she's number two in your life, like it's God and it's her, okay, then her pottery class is number two. Yep. Her desire to spend more time with the kids or spend more quality time with you is number two. It is number two, and I tell you, that's so crazy to me. Uh, because to your point, I think there's that reciprocity that slips in that uh, that desire to say, "Well, I, I want to support my wife in a direction I'm I'm okay with." But you know, I think that one of the other things that I find is really interesting um, is is how that will then enable you to love your wife forever. Mm-hmm. 
Because what it allows her to, instead of you having to find a new person, she gets to become the person that she wants to be, a new person if she wants to be. Yep. And you get to sort of experience that and watch that. I heard, uh, I think it was on the Ed Millette podcast. Uh, he, uh, I forgot who was on his guest, but said something really cool. He said, if you, if you really want to love, like just sort of fall in love with your wife, he goes, watch her from across the room. Mm. Watch her in conversations with other people. Yeah. And see her from afar. See her as, the, as a person that you could desire and that you don't know all the answers to. Or you don't know all the inter- intricacies of. No, you're still learning. Yeah, you're still learning. Yeah. But I think if you're in there and you're you're guiding and directing and closing down this conversation and ending that line of thought, then you never get to discover that intricacy, that woman, that that layer, that many layers of a human being in front of you. And that's just really unfortunate. But in this bubble concept, you create such a space for her. And if you can expand, expand, expand that space. Because she gets just gets more complex and more interesting and more nuanced. And, 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 you know, in some marriages, I think things that, you know, the musics that used to have highs and lows and mids sort of takes on this muted tone because you've just you've ended all of the possibilities. Yeah. Right. But if you could create this space, if you could allow your wife to be whoever it is she wants to be. And, and I, I, don't, I don't think that ever has to end. No. I think she can always surprise you. Yep. And man, that, I tell you, I think that uh, that along with just believing that there is no other option, that you will be married and, and forever changes the way you think about your marriage and your wife and um, and just the opportunities that lie ahead of you. And I also think it gives hope for those people who, you know, maybe maybe their spouse has a terminal illness. Mm. Maybe their spouse deals with debilitating migraines. Maybe their spouse is bipolar and has has real Issues, real yeah. challenges, real real yeah. medical challenges. I think it gives hope to those guys because now we can say, look, okay, that's fair. That's the cards you've been dealt. You're never going to get a divorce. Get your energy from God because if you're trying to get it from your wife, you're probably going to fail. You could never create a bubble around that scenario unless you're getting energy from God. Yeah. And you can never be the kind of guy who's sleeping in the hull of a ship that's going through a storm unless you're getting your energy and your peace from God. Yeah. And I... I, I I don't know that God will cure your spouse, but I do know that you can have that peace. I've seen it before. I've seen it mm-hmm. in the eyes of men who have spent 60 years of marriage, and they, and you know, by everybody's definition, have had significant ups and downs, but they did it because right. they just knew where their provision comes from, and they didn't have to take it. Right yeah. from their spouse. So, so uh, man, thank you so much for just spending some time with me tonight. Yeah, this has been uh, it, fun. It, it has been fun. It's a, it's a very extremely powerful concept. Uh, this idea of breaking reciprocity with your wife. Let's just start there, and then let's start about talking about breaking reciprocity with your kids, and then start talking about breaking reciprocity with your job and yeah. the people you meet on the streets. Man, you will you will when you start to take God's provision and you flow it out with no. No, no, ever expecting anything back. That's when God's kingdom comes to this planet, right? Yeah. That's when his kingdom yeah. gets executed. Yeah. So well, just, and that's what, that's what he does for us, right? I mean, we, he almost creates that kind of bubble for us. He does. He's oh my God, it's so good. He's excited yeah. to see what we're going to do, what yeah. we're going to create. Yeah. And he doesn't need anything back from us. He's yeah. got everything. And that's just a, a, a version of what we're supposed to do is, is the same thing. Not from not from the standpoint of playing God, but that we also get to create this space. And what you were talking about is if 
if my wife wants to recreate herself, well, that's like, that's awesome. I get to witness that inside of this space that I'm a part of. And I mean, God and it's a surprise. It can be a surprise. I don't, I don't know what she's going to do. Right. And I'm excited to see what it is. Yeah. Right. I mean, God could have stepped in with Adam and said, giraffe. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. uh, that's kind of a weird name for an animal, bro. Yeah. How about long neck? That's what I was going to go with. But giraffe, okay. Yep. The Bible says that Jesus, or that God wanted to see what Adam would name the animals. That's why he brought them to him. He wanted to see. He wanted to be surprised. And yeah. uh, to the extent that an omnipotent, all-knowing being can be surprised, he wanted to see Adam's creativity at, at work. And, man, I, and you're absolutely right. Even though that ultimate choice and that creativity led to original sin and all in the death, essentially, of God's son at some point, he was willing to create that big of a bubble for us. Yeah. And man, I just think I think you nailed it, which is I think that's what he asks us to do for others, mm-hmm. including let's just starting with our wives. Yep. And so, uh, but anyways, great uh, great conversation. Really thoroughly enjoyed it. Listen, if you found this conversation interesting, or you know someone who would benefit from this content, please share it with them. Our our goal here, we have no advertising or anything like that. We are here just trying to change the world and bring God's kingdom here to this planet to break sort of the selfish desires of man and say, hey, here's what it looks to live a kingdom lifestyle, to live in flow, and to have this just amazing life that God offers us, this amazing peace that you can have through the darkest of storms. If you would share this content with those people, that would be amazing. We would really love that. Uh, Also, uh, the easiest probably way to do that is just go over to 1720.org forward slash podcast. That has all the links. So if they're on a if they're on an Android phone, it's got a link for Android. If they're on an Apple phone, whatever, it's got a it's got a link for that. Also, go to our YouTube page uh, if you like YouTube or you have an account there, and just follow and subscribe. Uh, also, uh, YouTube has sort of changed the algorithm a little bit. It used to be if you subscribed, you sort of saw everything and you got notifications. But now you got to hit that little bell. Yep, hit the if, bell. If you just hit that little bell, then you'll get notifications of our content. And again, listen, you know, you may have friends in your life who have never been introduced to a God who was willing to create a bubble for them. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were yep. introduced to a God that was angry and and pissed and wanted to send them to hell for all the mistakes that they've made, but that is not the God we serve. And uh, may, may, maybe this video and, and maybe a future video that you send them that we make uh, changes their lives and brings them back to Christ. Be because awesome. uh, that's what we're here for. So, yep. so if you would just consider doing that, we'd really appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you next time. See you guys.